Just remember, this isn't about me. It's about my mother. About growing up with her. Just remember that. Wait a sec, mother. Mother and I took a trip to Taiwan together, my birthplace and hers. I thought it would make us closer, help me to understand her better. But the fights got bigger, more intense, and now we don't speak to each other. I don't know when I started calling her mother. It was a conscious decision, though, to go from mama, what all Asian daughters called their mothers, to the more formal mother. I guess, <laughs> no, I know I was ashamed of her. The way she embarrassed me in public, calling out my name from the other end of a Kmart store, yelling at the top of her lungs. Everyone in Taiwan yells. I understand that, at least now. Other mothers were reserved, educated, went to PTA meetings, baked cookies. I pronounced fork hork because my mother couldn't say Fs very well. English wasn't my first language, but then I'd forgotten my first language. My mother never read to me because she didn't know how to read or write. I was different, half Taiwanese. It was always an isolating thing to tell my friends, stranger than all the fairy tales other mothers told their kids. A story. There once was a girl who lived in a poor village during a time of drought. One day, while gathering bundles of sticks for firewood, she heard someone singing high in the mountains. She followed the sound and discovered a beautiful woman singing near the edge of a lake. I am the daughter of the Dragon King, she said. The peasant girl sat beside the young singer and talked of her village and its need for water. My father keeps the key to the gates of this lake. If you sing with me, perhaps then the gates might open. Taiwanese, Mei Mei means little sister. It's a term of endearment for any little girl. But there are no pictures of my mother as a little girl. No baby pictures, no pictures at all until she was grown up. She was born in 1932, right before World War II, sold by her own parents, not just once, but twice, to work for other people. Her step-parents, she called them. How long ago was it, last time you were in Taiwan? I told you, 25 years. Why you want to repeat? Try to pretend you haven't told me anything, okay? Just try to pretend that. It'll make it a lot easier. So how come they sold you? I don't know. I'll find out. I scared they say because they, they, can, they cannot take care of me. Was it really sold or was it just adopting? They say they sold. For how much? That's Japanese and 20 yen. 20 yen? I don't know. They need the money. How'd you feel? I don't have any fear. You don't? Mm -mm. I don't have a fear. I don't have any feelings. Just I don't care. I don't care. Nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. 
I'm the only human being on this earth who understands everything my mother says in English. The subtleties, the undertones, the quotation marks that underlie her words. People may get every other word, but I hear everything. They may think she's cute when she's angry, sweet when she's manipulative, simple when she is truly devastated. But I understand everything. The words, that is. Why are your fingers so crooked? Your fingers so crooked. I asked that once. Her hands are strong and beautiful with long fingernails, but she can never completely straighten her fingers. My real parents sold me. They were poor. I was two years old in Chinese age, one year old in American time. I was sold twice. Twice I was sold. The first parents were not unkind, were not loving, were not unkind. Again, I was sold. Xinbua in Taiwanese, Xinbua, a daughter daughter-in-law, sold to marry the son in the family. I was 12, Xinbua. Why do she ane? Why can't you do Xinbua? I just want to hear Xinbua. They sold her. She's never felt secure, never loved, never happy. She could never show love the way I saw on TV with American families, with words, with physical affection. The only thing I ever wanted to hear from her was, "Honey, you're beautiful, and I'm proud of you." I never heard those words. No one said those words to her when she was growing up. Of course, I can never say those words to her, and I can never show love in the ways that matter to her, with a sense of devotion. To act as the dutiful Taiwanese daughter—that was not part of me. She beat me. If the clothes were not clean, she beat me. Steal chopsticks. He bashed chopsticks. She put my hand in between and squeezed and squeezed my fingers. Why are my fingers so crooked? I don't have a fear. Just I don't care. Nothing I can do about it. Meme, it's not your time yet. Not your time. Meme, yes, can I wake up? I'm sleeping. When I was growing up, I used to listen. Well, actually, I used to not listen to my mother's Taiwanese opera records. The noise filled the house. It was an embarrassing sound for me, especially when she sang along. The banging of gongs, clanging of instruments, really irritated me. Quang quang. That's what Daddy called it. Quang quang. I used to think it was a Taiwanese word for opera, but it means loud noises, disruptions. Loud noises. There was always the sound of battles in our house. The clash of cultures between my Taiwanese mother and my Oklahoma country boy father was not quiet. Later, my mother and I would clash, would fight.
We talk to Chinese, you don't, don't understand. Talk to Taiwan, you don't understand. And I came to understand that the clanging of the opera was not just clanging. It was the sound of battle, a call for warriors to come to the fight. Buddha always take me to heaven, and I see that it's different people over there. No house, I don't see any tree, except, you know, like a sky, beautiful, different. But you don't see fall either. It seems like you stand up there, you don't fall, they just look like all smoky, you know, and all different color people. I didn't want to come by, but she said, you should come by. You're not time yet. She used to talk about Buddha, 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 the Lady Buddha, 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 the Lady Buddha. Her name was Guanin Posa. She sounded beautiful. She sounded beautiful, with long hair piled up high, dressed in white. The Lady Buddha. The Lady Buddha. She sounded beautiful. There was war, she beat me with a bamboo stick, my mother, my older brother. I carried wood in bundles on my back. I washed clothes, I cooked, I scrubbed the floors, I kept the fire burning inside the house. There was war, Did you see any bodies? You always see somebody hanging on, on my head on on a telephone wall. You always? Yeah. You always see somebody hanging on, on my head on on a telephone wall. Hanging day, hanging head, hanging arm, hanging arm, hanging day, hanging head. They got machine gun. They got a 50-kilo bomb. I think B-25, B-29 always get to get one's machine gun, one's a 50-kilo bomb. She made me eat everything on my plate, whether I liked it or not, whether I was hungry or not. If I refused, she told war stories, how when she was 10 years old, she had to wash the maggots away from the rice before cooking it. That really made me want to eat my dinner. When it was bad, when it was bad, we ran to the mountains, ran to hide. So little food, I ate so little. I ate after they ate, rice, some vegetables, no meat. When the food was gone, we came down from the mountains to get more food. I remember planes shooting at us. The American planes would shoot at the Japanese, would shoot at us as we ran, shooting at us. There was a rich family, she said, who had a bomb shelter underground. She begged them to let her in. Only room for us. 
I hit my hands against the door. A plan. B-29, B-25, B-29. I ran. Behind me, an explosion. The family's shelter. I wouldn't look. I didn't look. I knew. I had seen arms and legs hanging before, on telephone wires, on electric poles. I had seen pieces of bodies before. I knew. I ran. Buddha gave me power. Guan Yin Po That's the whole name, Guan Yin Po We talk the Chinese, you don't, you don't understand. Talk the Taiwanese, you don't understand. It's, it's, it's called Miao Xian Gong Zi. You understand Miao Xian Gong Zi? No, but you can tell me about it. We talk the Chinese, you don't, you don't understand. Talk the Taiwanese, you don't understand. I was hanging, and Buddha stopped me. Buddha gave me power. She said, it's not your time yet. I was 13 and 14. I tried suicide three times. How? I tried to hang us. You tried to hang yourself? Yeah. Three times? Yeah. How come? Because I didn't want to live. That's why. how come. I don't think it is happy to live or no. No, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing to do. To and Buddha has to come stop me. So Buddha gave me power. How did she stop you? I don't know how to explain it. He come down here. But did you actually tie a rope up? Yeah. My Buddha come down turn me loose. You were hanging? Yeah. And she turned you loose? Why he come down stop me? Did she say anything or do anything? Yeah. What'd she say? Tell me I'm down. I'm gonna be. I got a long way to go. That's why I got power from Buddha. Guan Yin The first time I tried to kill myself, I was 13 years old. I tied a sheet to the ceiling in a circle. I put my head in a circle. I was hanging and Buddha stopped me. I was hanging, and Buddha stopped me. Buddha gave me power. She said, it's not your time yet. But my life was terrible. I tried to hang myself three times, and each time Buddha stopped me. Then I would fall asleep and dream of her. Guan Yin Po said. So beautiful, She took me to heaven. I flew up and up. My feet never touched the ground. Her feet never touched the ground. And I saw heaven. So beautiful, so beautiful. So beautiful. All different colors of people. No houses, no trees, just beautiful clouds. I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to go back. But she said I had to. I didn't want to go back. 
But she said, it wasn't my time yet. So how does Buddha talk to you? It'd be telling me I sleep here dreaming. Taking me some bliss. Teach me how to fly. Did she say anything or do anything? Yeah. What'd she say? Tell me I'm gonna be like a long way to go. That's what I got part from Buddha. Guan Yin Run. 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 Run away. Run. Along. After the war in 1945, there was even more poverty, even less food. Girls then just didn't leave their families. But she did. I had to admire her guts. I remember a fiery young woman when I was five who once disrupted a whole Taiwanese police station because someone stole our suitcases. God, the way she fought. People were hanging out the window to watch my mother fighting the police. Later on, I adopted that fierceness when we fought together. Yet I protected her from the people who didn't understand her, made fun of her accent, tried to treat her as a simple child, which she was not. I had, and still have, this fierce loyalty to my mama. Fifteen years old, I could not feel hate, could not feel hurt, could not feel run away, must run away, they wanted to send me away to be a prostitute. I never went to school, always work, work, always must work, never learned to speak Chinese, to read and write. Once I was sick with malaria from a mosquito bite. Sick, so sick, I nearly died. Sick, so sick, but they would not spend money for a doctor. In Taiwan, cemeteries are built on hills, and from a distance, the tombstones resemble eyes and mouths, doorways from this world into the underworld. Past the cemetery, midnight, I see the young, don't see the girl face, but the hair of a real long, sit on top of the stone. They don't want you to see. You shouldn't go to see. It, it, it kill you. You never know. Night time. There are ghosts at night time. I walk six hours in the dark. No lights. You must not bother ghosts in the night time. If you see a woman weeping in a cemetery, a beautiful woman with long black hair that falls to the ground, do not bother her. She is a ghost. If she turns to look at you, her tongue will roll down from her mouth. You will die in fear. Do not bother a ghost.
I started doing housework when I was seven years old. I cooked and did dishes. I wasn't careful, so I broke things. Mother screamed at me in Taiwanese, then in English, spanked me, scared me. These were times I truly thought she was insane. She's the only person who could totally incense me. As a teenager, I remember her screaming at me about something, and I was washing a knife. And for a minute, I imagined. But I stopped myself. It scared me that I'd even thought such a thing. Maybe Buddha was there for her that night, too. Later, I learned that her outbursts were the result of not being able to communicate her frustration in this foreign language, this foreign country, hoping to live the rich American life. She would always have to work, still works, and she wanted a daughter who would be her partner, who would help her run that Chinese restaurant of her dreams, someone who could read and write, who could keep the books, who could speak and be taken seriously. And that was never me. The lady looked at me. She asked if I would work for her as a housemaid. If I would work, she would pay me. She would pay my train ticket to Taipei. She would pay me. What came to the Biancue? What would Kibo? Kindao? Buddha was there that night. Buddha. The woman paid my train ticket and I went away with her. Buddha was there with me that night. She said, Meme. It's not your time yet, Meme. Your time yet. Well, I know Abula take me to heaven. I didn't want to come by. She told me, it's not my time yet. If my time comes, that's my home. A story. So the two girls sang together at the edge of the great mountain lake, the Dragon King's daughter and the peasant girl from the village. The music was so lovely, the gates to the lake opened, slowly releasing the much-needed water to the villagers. The two girls looked at one another and laughed. They had saved the village, but they had also become friends. Uh, I didn't know my mother didn't care for me. You must hate her. I don't hate her. I don't hate her. I can't talk to her. I'll never understand her. The love is there because it has to be. She's my mother. I wish... What? <laughs> that she had been happy growing up. 
So somehow she didn't pass on her desperation, her sadness, her legacy to her selfish American daughter. I wish. Maybe then we might have been friends. The one time we laughed together the hardest on our trip to Taiwan, I had to tell the upstairs neighbors to be quiet, so I spoke in a combination of broken Chinese and sound effects. Yeah, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. I think you're crazy. I mean, you know, I don't know. I know he's saying, who's out there? Whooshers? Whooshers? She thought it was the funniest thing she ever heard. The laughter lasted longer than any bad memory I ever held on to. Maymay, A Daughter's Song, was written, produced, and designed by Dee Roberts. Music compositions and engineering by David Patchkey, with additional music by Trey Gunn. Technical assistance by Ron Royer. Featured voices were Dee Roberts, Chu Yin Roberts, Lucinda Wong, and Mei Jin, with songs by the Rongxin Children's Choir. Maymay was mixed at WJHU-FM, John Hopkins University. Funding was provided by the National Endowment for the Arts, the Oregon Arts Commission, and Soundprint. <laughs> <laughs>